Hello everybody, welcome back to the Nick Asylum Podcast. If you hear that fan in the background, it's coming from a vent, not actually a fan. So, hopefully it's bearable and you ain't really got to hear it much. But I want to talk about my biggest fear, which is death. I know death is not something that you can prevent. It's not something that you can, like, outrun forever. I know some people are like, well, when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Everybody's got different fears. You know, I ain't scared of clowns, but somebody else is. I'm not scared of spiders. Somebody else is. I'm a little bit afraid of heights, yeah, but somebody else is more afraid of heights than I am, you know? So, I'm going to get into it. I remember back when, like, I was in second grade, and my Uncle Wayne, you know, he was a smoker, and he had a hole in his throat, and he used to smoke his cigarettes, and it'd come out of his throat. Weird, right? And so, he just didn't give a fuck. I think we saw him one last time. I think we visited him twice, and then he passed away, and my mom was telling my teacher, Miss Green, and all this other stuff that, you know, I'm not going to be there for a few days because we had to go from North Carolina to Ohio for the funeral. And a lot of the family members, we just got all in a bus together and left. So, I mean, it just seems so weird. And I remember going up there and meet my, my cousin Zane, which is hilarious because I'm going to talk about an episode of, um, you know, just crazy shit happening. So... We're going to talk more about that in the next episode. So I'm sitting there like, okay, he's in a casket. And I'm like, okay, why is my Uncle Wayne in the casket? You know, why does he look like that? Weird, right? And then later on, I met my great-grandmother in 2010. A little less than 2010, I think about 2009. Yeah, and she was living in a shitty environment and... You know, her daughter wasn't really going to check it on her. Her daughter's kids weren't checking on her. And, you know, they all could drive. I mean, they're older than I am. And at that time, I was about 13, so they were good, like, 16, 17. You know, you can't just drive down the street to see your grandma or have your mom drive you regardless. But we went to Andrew's basketball game, and it was all right. It was upward or whatever the hell it's called. So... Just, we spent a lot of time together because we moved her down from there to where we lived. Because where she was living was three hours away from where we were living. And so we got her a better house, a little house for her. She moved in. You know, I spent a lot of time with her. My Uncle Jeff did come over and, you know, bring us food and shit. And, you know, we would always eat together because there was a little restaurant down the street, you know. Well, yeah, it was about 15 minutes away from her house. It was called Aggie's. It no longer exists. The building still sits there, but it's abandoned. And he brought it, and uh, me and my sister, we all ate together at the table. And that was kind of like the last time we all spent together as a family. But I spent a lot of time with Grandma. Megan did come over and spend the night. I call her Grandma, even though she's my great-grandma. So I call my grandma Nana. I know it's confusing. I call my I call Janice mom because she's my mother. Her mother's Gail, which I call her Nana. And then her mother is the one we're talking about. I don't know her name. I don't know her first name, but she is the one I call grandma. Instead of calling her great grandma, I just call her grandma. It makes it easier on me. She was a great woman though. She was a great person. But it just felt so weird because I was over there almost every day hanging out with her. I remember playing football with myself in the yard because I had a silver and red Nike football. And I thought to myself and I would look up and there would be vultures flying over the house. I don't know what they were looking for, but there was a shitload of them. Um, I would go to the end of the neighborhood and back, the end of her road, excuse me, the end of her road and back. We would watch Shirley Temple. We would do all this. And, uh. I asked her, I was like, hey, like, maybe one day I can get on your riding lawnmower and cut your grass, which is hilarious because I never got the chance to do it because she ended up passing away. But it doesn't matter anyways because years down the road when um, about, I want to say 2017, 
my dad uh, let me use the riding lawnmower to ride around the yard and cut our grass, and then I got to ride the zero turn when I was working at a safari park. Of course, I still used the push mower, but I did get to ride on the zero turn, which is a lot bigger and faster than what my grandma had, obviously, because she just had the regular riding lawnmower. So, yeah, it all worked out in the end for me on that part, but she was... She was always at the house chilling and vibing and shit. And I remember I was playing Batman Arkham Asylum. I was sitting in my living room and I was getting to the second part of Scarecrow where you're walking down the library hall and I was just walking. I was finally Bruce. Like I turned into the little kid Bruce and then I paused the game and we had to go to my grandma's because I was in a basketball league. And so I left my jersey there. And so I went to her house she had the clothes, because we spent the weekend with her, so I already had some clothes at the house, so the next weekend came, we didn't stay there, so my basketball jersey was there, mom's like, where's your basketball jersey? I'm like, it's at grandma's, so we had to drive to go get it, um, I'm glad we did though, I'm really glad that we did, even though mom was a little mad at me, I don't give a flying fuck, I don't give a flying fuck, and neither does she now. Because we walked in, Grandma had him on the recliner, picked him up, told her thank you and that I loved her. I gave her a hug, and she told me, regardless of which way it goes, just to make sure that you're just having fun, and that's all that matters. And I was like, thanks, Grandma. You know, gave her a little kiss on the cheek, and, you know, gave her a hug. And I walked out, got in the car, left. The next day, Mom was like, Talking to her on the phone, she said she wasn't feeling good. Mom's like, you need to go to the hospital? She's like, nah, I'm not that bad off, whatever. Mom and her brother went to go check on her, and she wasn't answering the front door. My mom slammed in the back door and then walked around the house and found her in the bathroom just sitting on the toilet. So when people make jokes like, oh, yeah, I'm going to die on the toilet, that shit's not funny to me because my grandma actually did die on the toilet. And I really take that personal because she was somebody that I cared and loved. I get I get the little dark sense of humor, but it ain't funny to me. It really isn't. My boy made a joke like that, and I had to put him right there like, hey, I had to nip that shit in the ass, and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that happened. So, I mean, not everybody knows shit like that happens in your life, but it just, it was the first time I really experienced loss. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, my... Uncle Wayne did pass away, but he passed away when I was in second grade. I don't understand, really, what death was at that time. Of course, I was close to my deathbed at six months old, but still, that's not old enough to know what death is, right? It just felt so empty, because I remember we were packing up her stuff, and... Well, the night she died, I remember that she wasn't there. The ambulance came and got her, and me and my dad pulled up, and it just... Everybody was there. Everybody, like all family members, and it made me scratch my head. I'm like, where the fuck were you guys at when we were moving her down here? Where the fuck were you guys at when I was here every day? I was here a lot. I mean, Uncle Jeff, you did bring food that one day, but that was about it. You know what I'm saying? None of y'all really live that far. Y'all live about 15 minutes away. Y'all live closer than I do. So, I mean, it it hurt my heart because she was gone, and it just did not feel real. It was like, nah, she's still here. And then when the days would go by, I would walk through and see her house and be like, damn, I wish Grandma was still here. Like, it just feels weird to me. Even when I'm moving out of a house, I start reminiscing. I have a very reminiscing mind, right? So even if there was a house that I moved out of, I still go back and reminisce when I'm going through the final little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when my girlfriend cheated on me while her parents were at work and she was at that dude's house, I was walking around the house reminiscing one last time because I'd never see it again. It just happens. Like, even when me and my ex, Kelsey, we finally got friends together, you know, we became friends again. I walked around her old house while she was at school and Marcus was at work. And I started reminiscing, and I passed the old me in the hallway, like, you know, with my Black Ops 2 shirt and my hoodie and my toe bog and the 18-year-old version of me. 
the 22-year-old version was passing the 18-year-old version. And it was crazy. So, I mean, even shit like that blows my mind, right? So after my grandma died, it was my papa. He died two months later. And it was wild because, you know, yesterday made it, I don't know how many years since he's passed away, 2011. Nine years. I wish the dogs would stop barking. Makes it nine years since he left this planet. And so my mom was grieving along with her siblings because Papa was a good person. You know, we always would go to his house too, him and Nana's. I pretty much grew up there, and I showed my boys last weekend when we drove by it. I said, that's my Nana's house, my old Nana's house. You know, because I spent most of my life there. And then across the street, I used to live in the house right there. There's a restaurant called Oak Level Cafe. Right beside it is the house I used to live in before I even moved into the big neighborhood where Brandon and Sean and all of them met me. Before even that, you know, I've raised, I was raised most of my life there at my Nana's house. So it kind of sucked that her and my papa left and, you know, went to Missouri and my, my sister kind of took it to the point where she won't forgive my Nana for it. I forgive her, you know, it, w it wouldn't have mattered anyways. Papa would have passed away anyways. He had a lot of issues going on and, you know, he had a fucked up life anyways. I'm not even trying to be funny. This dude really had a fucked up life. I would like to speak on it, but I don't know everything. I don't know the whole entire story. And I don't know anybody alive that could tell the whole entire story. Because once he passed away, we were in my Aunt Cheryl's house. And, you know, Uncle Wayne's wife was there. My Papa's wife, which is my Nana, she was there. All these people were there. There's a videotape, and it's everybody at this party. And then they're like, all right, everybody, get together, take a photo. And there's like 12 people at the most, all together, plus the person that's holding the camera. And I shit you not, guys, it's crazy to me watching these old videos because everybody in that video but three people are dead. Dead. And all three of those people that are still alive are sitting in the room watching the video. And I think it really hurt my uh, Aunt Sharon when she saw Uncle Wayne on the video, too. Because there was a moment where they were at, like, a birthday party, and Aunt Sharon was beside him. He threw his arm around her and was, like, smiling at her, and she just, like, broke down crying, which I don't even... I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all, man. That shit fucking hurts like crazy, you know? That's your husband of many, 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 many years, and you just, you see him again, and it just, I don't know, triggered something. But it just, it was weird, because after Papa died, it was like, I didn't even go to school. He died at 6.08 in the morning, I didn't even go to school, not one bit. And it just sucks, because I'm like, I just, I just saw him a year ago. Same thing with my buddy. Zach, you know, me and Zach grew up together, you know, we have videos on Facebook together, you'll have to go on your computer to see them, but they're very blurry, I did them on Facebook on a webcam, and they look clear, but the moment I uploaded them, they became pixelated, that was just the time period Facebook was in, you know what I'm saying, and I didn't have a phone that could record videos, but, um, Zach and I, we grew up together, we were friends, his mom, was very helpful, you know, her name was Karen, which, you know, now everybody's like, calm down, Karen, this, 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 which she was never like that, she was not like that type of Karen, her name might have been Karen, but she was far from it, and she was such a great woman, she really was, and she loved her kids, and her son got in a fight with another kid named Josh, and my dad pretended to be Josh's dad and called her and was like harassing her and stuff and she was going off the handle on him you know she's a short lady she's about like 5'2 five 5'3 five and you know my dad's like 5'9 so she's like over here like raging on his ass and then Mike her husband's in the background he's saying something to her and then Jimmy's like yo who is that and then her um husband Mike replies Smith and Wesson <laughs> That shit was so funny, yo, but eventually he told her it was him, and she was like, oh, Jimmy, you blah, 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 
And then it was funny. And then later on in 2014, I was dating this girl named Brittany Tant, which I'm going to have a story about her. And since there was a lot of speculation and bullshit thrown out there about me and our relationship, but I'm sitting here talking to Zach's mom. Me and Zach haven't seen each other in a few years. We went to middle school together. See, I switch elementary schools. Switch elementary schools. So I ended up going to another school, two different schools. But then we ended up going to the same middle school, which is crazy because most people that go to Nashville Elementary, they go to Nass Central, then Nass Central High. You know what I'm saying? Some people do go from Nass Central or Nashville to Red Oak to Nass Central High. It's just, it's really weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. But I'm sitting there like, okay. And it just, who was I talking about? Somebody that just died. What did, I started talking about the schools, and now I've like completely forgot my train of thought of who passed. Oh, Zach's mama. So it's 2014, and we're at the Relay for Life. You know, Zach went to early college, and I went to, you know, another school, Northern Nash. Right. Completely two different high schools. So he's walking around the Relay for Life, and... You know, his mama walks up to me. She said, Zach ain't talking to you? I said, no, nah, ma'am. I haven't spoken to him in a while. She was like, you go there and you slap him in the back of the head. And you say, boy, you better talk to me. Your mama said so. <laughs> you know, um, he ended up seeing me. We didn't really speak. And him and Mike pretty much saw me. But she spoke to me and Brittany. And she, she's always been nice. I mean, when my sister was battling cancer in 20, 2007, I was about to say 20-something, when she was battling cancer, we had to be in the apartment, be in a 20-mile radius. Sorry, I'm stuttering real bad. I don't know why. But we had to be in a 20-mile radius of the hospital. So a lot of times, I wasn't able to go home because home is an hour and some change away from Durham to Rocky Mountain. There was like an hour and some change, almost two hours. So she would always tell my mom, hey, let him come over and stay at the house and blah, 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 blah. She was very helpful. You know, she had a big-ass pool. She had a maze that was in the back of her neighborhood. It was a woods. It was a creepy woods, and we called it the maze. And, oh, my God, I got to go into more of that when I'm not talking about death. <laughs> but she played a big part of our lives. And uh, one day I was laying in bed, and, you know, it was about 2015, and I look on Facebook, and, Zach's like, God's gained a new angel, and it was like, his mama. My mom was like, telling me, you better not be joking with me. This isn't funny. It's not a good joke. It's a fucking sick joke. You better tell me that you're not joking. I told her, I said, Mom, I'm not joking, and I showed her the post. And she just broke down because Karen was like her friend. You know, Karen was part of the family. See, my mom doesn't really have friends. As an adult, she never really had many friends. I mean, she had Genesee, but that's the only person. Other than that, she just spent time with us and Jimmy. But Karen was like a family friend, always has and always will be. And it, it just sucked because we went to her funeral. They had her up there at the front. And then later on, they put her in another room where people can view her casket and then go talk to Mike. Mike was so fucked out of it, man. He was just bad off. We walked up, and I remember looking at her, and I was like, man, this doesn't feel right. I just talked to her, like, not even less than a year. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, we talked, like, a few months ago. What the fuck happened? You know? Wait, no. No, 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 no. It wasn't 2014. Because me and Brittany got together December 19th. 2014 so the relay for life was actually 2015 so she died about two or three or four months after that yeah because it was already getting warm outside so she had at least died two or three months after that relay for life holy shit holy shit so she died really 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 not too late after that i don't know what i was trying to say but, holy shit, about two or three months. Damn. So we're, we're waiting in line to talk to Mike and, you know, everything. And 
I see Zach on the other side of the room. He was dating this girl at the time. I think her name was Nicole. You know, and he's just sitting there, you know, staring at the floor. And I'm like, maybe we'll talk. Maybe I'll go over there and, like, dap him up after we get done talking with Mike. And, you know, hopefully everything's cool because, you know, we haven't seen each other in a long time. But we're not on no bad, bad blood either. There's not no bad blood between me and him. We just haven't seen each other in a while. And so I'm sitting there like, okay, you know, we're waiting in line, whatever. We're getting close to his dad, and all of a sudden something hit me. It was Zach. He had came out of nowhere and gave me this hug, and I can never forget it. Oh, my God, I want to cry right now just thinking about this shit. He gave me this hug, and he picked me up off of my feet, and he was squeezing me tight. And let me tell you something, he was crying, and you know... I let it loose. I was trying to hold it together, but when he came over there and hugged me and he started breaking down, I broke down too because you got to think, she was like a godmom. You know what I'm saying? She's been around since I was a little kid. You know, when me and Zach were little kids, little kids, like in elementary school, you know what I'm saying? If anything ever happened to my mom, she would take me in under her wing if something ever would have happened to my mom. But it just blows my mind. I just, I let it loose. I couldn't do it. I just, we broke down in front of all those people. We didn't even care anymore. Finally, we went up to his dad, and he was on Ollie Pilot. I gave him a hug, and my dad tried to joke with him about the situation. He laughed. He got a little giggle in there. But, you know, it's hard to laugh when you just lost somebody you've been together with for many, many years. Like, they met in high school. You know what I'm saying? They met in high school and been dating since high school. So I can't even imagine just the pain that he was feeling that very moment. And then I remember sitting down and it just, it felt so different because Karen was only 44. You know what I'm saying? And I just, Zach said she was having a little bit of issues, but he didn't think it was enough to be like her passing away. But it just, it really does suck. It really does. And death has always bothered me, you know. Even when I went to Michael's, I had a uh, family friend named Michael Radford. We went to his birthday party, and that was the last time that I saw him alive. You know, he died a few months later. I mean, I've seen him quite a few times, and I do thank you, Michael, for what you did. When my sister was diagnosed with cancer, you were going around and trying to, you know, raise money for my sister and everything. And I appreciate you in 2012 when you paid for our power bill when my parents couldn't afford it. And I'm so glad that we got to meet you. And I'm thankful that your mother, Kathy, allowed us to live at her house. And, well, yeah, live at her house for the short time before, you know, you helped pay the bill. And we appreciate that. And you'll always be in our good graces forever and always. And I'm glad that we got to celebrate your birthday with you, your 30th birthday. Your last birthday. You made it to 30, big dog. You know, he passed away 2015 as well. And, you know, it just, it sucked. He got drunk for one last time, and me and him danced together in the barn. Everybody's cheering us on. Just living life to the fullest. I thank you, Michael. Thank you for the fun that you gave us, man. It was it was a fucking honor. I would not have changed one damn thing about it. If I had to relive it all over again, nope, wouldn't change a damn thing. And it just even, it sucks too. Like when I met Aaron, he died in a car accident. We already talked about this in the Rest in Peace Aaron episode. But it's just like, death bothers me, especially when it's somebody you talk to every day. Like, I didn't talk to Zach's mama every day. You know, I did talk to her, like, right before she passed. You know, but that still bothers me, I'm not going to lie. But my buddy, you know, we were in more contact. Me and Aaron, we were in more contact than me and, you know, Zach was or me and, you know, Michael were whatever, right? But that doesn't mean it hurts less. You know, it still hurts like hell. But it just blows my mind that, like, me and Aaron, we're seeing each other. We're on FaceTime and all this other stuff. Like, he's texting me. He's always watching my stories. He's buying my music. 
he's doing all this shit that a lot of people would not do. You know, he was just naturally a good guy. You know, he was just this super fucking down-the-earth cool guy. And sometimes, you know, when you see somebody that generous, that nice, you don't know what kind of shit they're getting into. Like, Fernando, he was a super nice dude and doing all this stuff, and he said to Caitlin, which I don't believe this shit, he was like, um, oh, well, you know, I got shitted on growing up and whatever, and I feel like the only way I can give back is to be nice to people. Yeah, yeah, that's a load of horse shit right there. But Aaron, he wasn't like that. He respected people's relationships. He respected what the boyfriends had to say. He wouldn't even try to make a move on anybody. He would show love to everybody. See, Fernando's full of shit. And he's a predator. But Aaron, he wasn't. He was a genuine nice guy. And so when he died, it, it just felt so weird. That's why I hate when, like, getting friends. Like, it does get lonely. Like, I do go see Brandon, Matt, Sean, Michael, you know. But when I come back here and I'm at my parents' house, when you ain't got no job, you ain't got no money coming in, you're just sitting at the house all day, it kind of gets on your skin. But they're like, Nick, if you want to go see your homeboys or get yourself a house, get yourself a job. And I'm like, I need to. Need to overcome my fear of the unknown and get back into it. But it just feels so weird. Like, even, like, prime example, even when Caitlyn cheated on me, you guys, even though when she cheated on me, it felt like she was dead. I'm not even kidding because, like, I'm laying in her bed. She's not there. Even to this day, like, I'm laying in bed. She's not here. She's not answering my calls. She's not sending me FaceTime calls anymore. She's not texting me. I'm not picking her up from work. I'm not dropping her off from work. We're not laying in the same bed anymore. My stuff aren't, isn't at her parents' house. And that's what kind of reminded me, because it reminded me so much of Aaron. They're like, Nick, Caitlin's alive, Aaron's not. But you got to think, Aaron was FaceTiming me a lot. Caitlin was FaceTiming me a lot. You know, Caitlin and I, we spent every day together. Me and Aaron, we spent every day on the phone together, you know. Me and Caitlin, we physically spent every day together. And then once she got in Fernando's car and left, I never saw her ever again. It was like her and Fernando died in a car accident. You know what I'm saying? Like I never saw her again. And I never will. And I'll never see Snuggles ever again either. You know, it's not like I can go on her social media because she's got a block. So even if I go look on one of my other pages that I have, it's not like I can see anything because it's blocked. And then on Snapchat, she doesn't use, like, her regular Snapchat. She uses her main ones. She's got, like, her Snapchat, but she doesn't post on her regular story like a lot of people do. She's got a specific small group. It's called My Main Ones, and that's where she posts at, which she posts every day. But, you know, I'm never going to see that ever again. She blocked me on everything. And it's just like, she's dead. You know, and I just feel so lonely. Like, in 2019, I was here at my parents' house, right? It didn't really bother me. I'm doing what I am doing right now. But I had a job at the time, whatever. But you got to think. I wasn't dealing with the situation I'm dealing with with Caitlyn. And that's why I hate starting over even with friends. Like, when Robbie stepped out of my life, it just, it felt weird. Because, I mean, I guess it was inedible that Robbie was eventually going to leave. But me and Robbie, we had so many falling outs, get back together, falling outs, get back together, that I'm pretty much used to it. So when he finally left for good, I was like, I ain't even worried about it. You're toxic anyways. But still, like... You got to think, I was with Caitlyn every day. Every day. She'd wake up next to me, fall asleep next to me. It'd warm my heart every morning when I'd wake up. Got to go to the bathroom. What are you doing? I'm going to go go pee. Are you going to come back and snuggle? Yeah, baby, I will. 
I'd go upstairs and just listen to music and let out all the negative energy that I have, go pee, come back, and she'd be like, what took you so long? And I was like, took a pee, ate, jammed out to some music. But it just, I started seeing less and less of her, you know, and then even before she went and spent the night at the cocksucker's house, she wasn't in bed. I remember going to bed and waking up the next morning, she wasn't even in the bed, and I panicked. I fucking panicked. Because I'm so used to her being in the bed with me. And then it just became less and less. And the night that she left me, she was at his house. She stayed four nights at this man's house. But claimed she didn't cheat. What does this got to do with death? It felt the same way. It felt like once Caitlin gave me that kiss and she left. And I looked out her you know, room window and saw them get in the car. It was like... She was dead. She was gone. It was like I woke up the next morning and instead of her mom saying, hey, Caitlin says, you know, she ain't coming home until you leave, it was more like Caitlin died. You know what I'm saying? Me and her mom are crying at the kitchen table and her dad's, you know, he's sitting there grieving in his own way too. That's how weird it feels, you guys. You know, because even when I came to my mom's house, right, she had a shitload of ducks. She had like, what happened to the Polish chicken? That just, wait, hold the fuck, uh, what the fuck happened to that Polish bastard? Sorry, sorry, my mom had like a uh, lot of chickens that she raised. She had a lot of ducks that we raised, even with Caitlin. Caitlin went with us to go get the ducks raised. What does this got to do? With the story about death, you'll find out. So we had chickens in their own cage. And then a little cutoff, and then they had the peacocks. And then they had the ducks in another cage. And then the other cage beside it, we had the little asshole and his friends. The roosters. There's this red rooster, man. He looks just like a hen, but he's a rooster. And he will fight you. He don't give a fuck who you are. He'll run up on you and fight you. Even when we took the hens out, he was still trying to fight me. I like you, little motherfucker. Um, yeah, and then beside that, we had turkeys, right? So mom started letting everybody out, and then we took the peacocks and put them in another cage underneath the, uh, we took the peacocks out and put them way over here, like, where the quail are, so they're pretty far away, but mom opened the gate, and they went to Lexington, and some pit bull came through the woods and just murdered half of her chickens, killed one of the turkeys, and slaughtered all of the ducks. What broke it broke my heart because I would go and I'd look at the ducks through the cage and whack 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 and they would be like they're all runners besides a few of them. And I remember there was this one duck. He was protecting this girl duck. You know she was brown and then she had a little green on the end of her tail or whatever. And um, you know it just. He was protecting her, and I just wonder if he was protecting her when he died. And that pisses me off so fucking bad. That pit bull's in a rescue now, and there was a pug and a black dog that was living in the same house as them. But the pug was, like, outside in the snow, and the lady wasn't taking good care of him. But he has a house now. He's living with some people now. He got a new home, and there's a picture of him laying in the uh, front of the door, and there's another dog laying on him. I'm like, oh, I'm finally got you. Finally got a new house, and his name's Butters now. They call him Butters. He was a pug, but yeah, he came up here, him and a black dog, and they slaughtered one of my mom's chickens. But instead of them coming back up here, which they live pretty far, the pit bull got out and came up here, and the pit bull, I guess, was hungry because the lady wasn't taking care of him, and uh, he came up here and just mutilated everybody. It hurt Turk for a while. The turkey, she would, like, crouch down and, like, shake really badly. And I'd pick her up and love up on her and everything. And I'm like, Turk, we're going to get you another partner. We're going to get you another partner. And the turkey that my mom really liked is the one that got slaughtered. I'm like, whoa, you don't like this turkey as much? And it just it blows my mind because, like, when I walked out there and I looked in the duck's cage, there's no ducks. They used to lay a shitload of eggs. 
mom's like, man, maybe we could have taken some of them eggs instead of throwing away. We could have probably incubated them and got more ducks. And I'm just like, sucks. Sucks so much ass. It really does. I mean, the ducks were a pain in the ass to take care of because they ate food like crazy. And we had to put like three tubes in there. And it's just like we did all this work for the fucking ducks. And, you know, they've been around since 2019. And here it is, January 2021. They're all dead because of a fucking dog. Not even a coyote, not anything. So let's fast forward. Mom put the hens and they put the roosters in with the hens. So I'm like, oh, God, that dickhead's in there. Because, I mean, there's two little white roosters, but they don't hurt. Or they're not as aggressive as the red one. Which, <laughs> whatever, grabbed a hold of him. Okay, so, we put turkey in there. We Everybody's in the chicken coop. The turkey, the hens, and the boys, the roosters, right? So I let them out, not yesterday, the day before yesterday, I let him out, and I took off running because I don't like the uh, little red rooster. He creeps me out. Well, I forgot that I closed the door because they put themselves up, right? If you leave the door open, they go into the pen, and then they climb into the coop, and then they go inside. Well, my stupid fucking ass closed the door behind me after I filled their water up so they weren't able to go in. I know I'm a fucking piece of shit. So one of our hens got snatched up, and not only her... But the red rooster, too. Think about it. There's seven fucking chickens you can mutilate. And a turkey. And two little roosters. I'm thinking to myself, did that red rooster, like, try to fight it off? Because Remington, our dog, you know, he's little. He'd bite his little butt hairs. And then he'd turn around and kick Remington's ass. Remington is a German Shepherd lab mix. He's a pretty big dog at the moment. And he was jumping up and kicking his fucking teeth in. So, like, there's no trace of the bodies, you guys. Me and my dad looked everywhere. My dad looked on the ring light. He was like, there's no feathers in the driveway. All of a sudden, there's feathers. And it was weird to me because not only there's feathers right here in the driveway, right over there by the chicken coop, like, not too far from the driveway, there's feathers. But if you go behind the chicken coop... You go behind the building and go past the furnace, there's a path. You walk down that path, turn right a little bit, keep walking, more feathers. Keep walking, 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 cut to the left, go down that road a little bit, there's more feathers. So I'm like, did something get carried by a hawk? Did, what was it, I don't know whose feathers these were. I don't know if it belongs to the rooster or does it belong to the hen. But neither their bodies were discovered, and we walked around everything. My dad looked on the um, his deer cam, but what happened was he hasn't changed it in a while, so it didn't record anything, which was good and bad because he would have saw that I had the fucking pin door closed, and he would have been like, "You dumb motherfucker! That's why they never. That's why they're dead because you closed the door behind you." Blah blah blah. But he didn't see that. But what he did see is um, the dog mutilating the ducks and shit. He saw it on the deer cam, and Mom's like, I don't want to talk about it. But we tried to look through the ring camera. He said he saw the feathers there, and then the next moment, the feathers were there. They thought that Remington might have ate him. I was like, there's no way in hell little Remington would be able to eat a fucking hen and a rooster. No, those guys were pretty fucking thick. He was like, well, I watched Remington eat a whole quail. Yeah, but that was a baby quail. You know what I'm saying? Chewy could do that. He's old as shit. Daisy can do that. Daisy has slaughtered a, a lot of chickens in her lifetime, but she's never ate them. There's no way. There's no way in hell Remington could have been able to fight that rooster. That dude was a bad motherfucker. And Jimmy said, whenever it happened, it happened between 6 o'clock and 7. And I was like, damn, Mom called me at 7 o'clock and woke me up out of the bed. Who knew if I would have got up at 6 and went outside? Who knew? I would have remembered. I would have been like, shit. But, you know, shit happened. So now, like, it feels weird because when I go to the pen, not only, you know, there's no more ducks, and there's no more Turk. 
there's no more rooster. So when I go to the pen now, I don't have to open it up and then run away and worry about him chasing me. I just open the pen and I let him come out. The white roosters don't really bother me that much. But I just remember, what the fuck happened to the Polish chicken? We had a we had a black Polish chicken. He was black and then he had like white on his head and he was a pretty big fucking chicken. Well, rooster. I don't know what happened to him. Did he get carry off? This is the problem. My parents need to just take the pins that they got, the turkey's pins, the rooster's pins, the duck's pins, the chicken's pin, and just gang it all into one. Make it one big-ass pin, and then just let everybody walk around there. Instead of letting them out, because when we're letting them out here, and letting them roam in the yard, and we're leaving the house and all that, we're, we're letting predators get them. Fucking Pitbull came up here and got them. Fucking God knows, we don't even know what grabbed the fucking rooster last night. We don't know. But if I would have, you know, got off live with mom because she does a uh, Facebook live. If I would have got off live with her and I would have went outside went outside and it was 8 that night. When I went outside to get Daisy, I sprinted to go get Daisy because it was cold. And I opened the gate, let Daisy run. If I would have let Daisy go up to the door. Oh shit, that means they were still out. But I know Daisy didn't kill him because I watched Daisy sprint right to the door and I chased right after her. So I should have let Daisy in and then went back outside and put everybody up. I should have opened the gate and let everybody go in. Because they know. They know how to put themselves up. But when the door closed, they can't. And I'm sorry, Rooster. As much as I hated your fucking guts and sometimes I wanted to bludge you to death myself. Now that you're actually gone, I do kind of feel bad for my dad because he liked you. Even though you're a dick. He liked you. I don't know, it just, anytime somebody walks out of my life or dies, like even with my Mima when she died, it bothered me. You know, death bothers me on a different level. You know, I remember walking around a cemetery by a college, and I'm like, hey, you know, we're looking at all these tombstones. I was like, yeah, I'm never coming back to this graveyard. Huh, guess what, I go back to that graveyard because one of my friends from work committed suicide, and that's where he's buried there. You know what I'm saying? Like, death hits me differently. Like, especially suicide because, like, I want to sit down with the person who committed suicide and be like, what was going through your mind? What were you actually feeling? What was all this? Like, I do have depression. I have anxiety. And I do have, like, oh, I wish this pain would stop type of, you know, thoughts go to my head. But I never had, like, let's go do this and kill myself or anything like that. I mean, like, death just bothers me in so many ways. And it just, it's always around like, so many people are dropping dead, like, my Aunt Emily, she just passed, and I'm like, what in the fuck, what is going on, and then my ex-girlfriend, somebody in her family, I think a family friend or family, a little 10-year-old girl, she passed away, so I'm like, what in the fucking Sam hell is going on here, and you feel empty, I feel empty, you guys, like, even though my, excuse me, my parents are here, I sit, I just feel empty, you know what I'm saying, like, I look around the room and I see my ex-girlfriend walking around this room, you know what I'm saying, she's not dead, but I see her walking around this room, it's like I'm Ebenezer Scrooge, and I'm sitting next to the ghost of Christmas past, and we're sitting here watching our past play right in front of us, but instead of it being Christmas past, it's just the past, you know? And it's not just her, like if I go to Dark Side or something, I'll reminisce when I get to the spot where Aaron was at, and I'll reminisce when we were talking there or, you know, where he was at. It just feels different. Or if I go, like, somewhere in Pine Tops and I go past Michael's house or something, I remember his birthday and remember us having a good time and reminiscing. It doesn't have to do with people dying as well. Like I could walk walk up to an old house of mine, and walk in, and I'll start reminiscing about every memory that was there, you know. Sometimes it's like back-to-back memories. Like one minute it would be me out there in a the parking lot or out in the driveway shooting hoops, and then it will change to me walking out of the house with Brandon getting in the car or me first time driving. You know, it all depends on what the memories were there, but that's the only bad part. And I, re- I realized once I got cheated on, 
because I spent every day with this girl, that it actually felt like Caitlyn died. I'm not even kidding, you guys. I really am not kidding. The FaceTime call stopped. I stopped seeing her. Everything. Everything she stopped doing was the same thing Aaron was doing. FaceTiming, texting, looking at my stories, hanging out, spending time together. I don't know. I don't know. That's like my boys, you know, like, they walked out of my life a few times, and I'm like, dude, like, this sucks. Like, I need to go make it up to them and whatever, because they've been here for 10 plus years, or at that time, 8 years, but still. Like, I even reach out to Dylan. Me and Dylan haven't seen each other in 20, since 2018. He was like, yo, come by the house whenever you want, which I think I might go by the house tomorrow and see him because, um, yeah, it's been a while, and I like to catch up because he lives in Virginia here. He only lives like an hour and maybe 45 minutes, so, yeah, I like to go sit down and talk to him. It's reassuring. Man, when I go see a friend I haven't seen in a while, it feels so good, like, I need to go see Zach. I haven't seen him since like 2015. I said once everything calms down after your mom, the whole situation with your mom blows over, I'm going to come and see you. And I didn't. And it's 2021. <laughs> you stupid fuck. I I told him on his birthday. I said I apologized when I made an Instagram post about him. And he said it was all Gucci. But I don't know, dude. Death just it bothers me. Because one minute you're spending time with this person and the next minute they're gone. But everything they own is still there. Like, you walk into somebody's house and it still looks the fucking same. But they're not there. Their animals are still there. Their clothes, everything. And it just, it feels so wrong when you're opening their drawer and you're taking the shit out of it. It's like, I feel like I'm stealing from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have Aaron's mask. And it still feels weird because he loved that mask. He wore it all the time. But now it's in my possession. It feels like I stole it from him. You know what I'm saying? That's how weird it is. Even though it was gifted to me, it still feels like I stole it because I just I just can't get over the concept of death, man. Death bothers me, and it scares the living shit out of me. It's weird. You know, <clears throat> I could walk into somebody's house right now. Johnny, Johnny has this single-wide trailer, blah, 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 blah. Me and Johnny, we hang out every day, and then one day he shoots himself. Okay, Johnny's gone. But his house is still there. All his stuff is there. Don't even touch it. Ten days go by. Twenty days go by. Fifty days go by. A year goes by. Guess what? Johnny's house is still sitting there. It still looks the same. But there's no Johnny. You see what I mean? How eerie that is? Oh my goodness. I just don't get it, man. That's why I hate starting over. Regardless of what it is. Like moving into a new house, meeting new friends, getting into another relationship. Because I don't want that to disappear. You know what I'm saying? Like me being with Caitlyn, I know y'all are probably tired of hearing me talking about it, but me and being with her, I was like, yo, I haven't been in a relationship in five years. You know, I'm almost about to surpass my longest relationship. And then she left and it just, like I told you guys, it feels like she's dead. Because she's not here, um, there's no contact with her or anything. You know what I'm saying? Blows my mind. Same with Robbie, it just feels like he's dead because we have no social media contact. I'm not seeing any stuff or anything like that. You know? I was never a popular kid, but for some reason I always have this thing that I'll always be part of the past. You know? You can't go back to the past and... My cousin Drew's like, you need to be looking out the windshield. He said, you'll probably wreck if you're too busy looking out the rearview mirror. He's right, though. But things just hurt me a lot more than hurts a lot of people. I'm, like, emotionally destructive. So, it just feels weird, man. Like, when somebody dies and I know them, it really does bother me. You know, I try to go out and see them in the cemetery if they're buried anywhere and spend time with them and... It's just so weird, man, just sitting beside a headstone. You know, my papa's headstone. Even shit, Jay's aunt and uncle. His aunt gave me a check and told me not to show him because he'll memorize the numbers and he'll go and try to, like, take money out of her account and steal from her. And it just felt so weird that 
her and Glenn were both dead, and I just saw them. And we were talking. The next thing you know, they're dead. And I'm standing over their grave. You know what I'm saying? It just feels so fucking weird to me. I don't know how death affects you guys, but it it plays a big toll on me, if, especially if it's somebody I know. Depends on how close I am to them. Depends on how big of a toll it plays on my mind. You know? Shit, I'll even go see exes, family members. Shit, I know where my ex-girlfriend's grandfather is. We never met, but I'll probably go see him and visit him. I know, I got a dark side of me, too, where I get hurt by these girls, and then I go see their dead loved ones, and we talk, and, you know, it helps me clear my mind. It's like, you know this person. This is your family. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe one day when I'm dead and when I'm an old man, maybe, you know, if I have a son or daughter, maybe if I did meet their, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend and, you know, my kid did something bad to them, they could come and talk to me, you know, even when I'm in the ground, you know, because I'm always going to show love. You know, it's just weird, man. It's just weird how that works. I don't know why I do that. When I get hurt by a girl, I just want to go talk to their dead loved ones. And just, it, it makes me reassure that, you know, not everybody in the family's bad or, you know, maybe you know this person more than I do. I don't know. I just hate, man, I just hate that death happens and I hate being cheated on too because it just feels like death as well. Because it plays like a psychological toll on you and it just, when somebody cheats on you, man, they're completely erased from your life. And when you do see them, you freak out because you're like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. It made it feel like you were dead. You know what I'm saying? That's why people freak out when they see somebody they got cheated on or saw an old friend that they haven't seen in years that they're no longer friends with. Because you haven't seen them or heard from them or seen anything on social media by them for so long. Like, probably three years from now. If I run into Caitlin three years from now, I'll probably be shocked. Because I haven't seen anything on social media. I haven't heard from her. I haven't heard anybody mention her. I haven't mentioned her. You know. So that's that's kind of why it affects me in a way. I don't know. But I hope I can move on. I'm tired of feeling depression and anxiety. That's what I'm feeling right now. And I've been feeling it since the moment she fucking cheated on me. Oh, I hate cheating and I hate death. It scares the shit out of me. Because cheating feels like death because the person is removed from your life forever. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. How does death affect you guys? It makes me feel weird, especially when I talk to somebody. Next thing you know, they're in a casket. I'm like, that is weird. Or cremated. I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah, dude, death bothers me. I've seen a lot of dead animals, and it, it just bothers me, too. Like, seeing the dead chickens and ducks and the turkey, I was like, damn. And then seeing dead quails and, you know, just seeing a dead dog and all that other stuff. It just, death plays a real bad toll on my mind, man. It just, it's, it's crazy. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Sorry it was a little dark, but I just wanted to tell you guys what I thought about when it came to death and... People who leave me and I never see them ever again. It feels like they died. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will catch you. Uh, let's see. I will catch you Tuesday. Peace.